Welcome to Handful. Today is Thursday, November 12th, and I'm your host, Alexa. Today, Grace and I finish our conversation about the potential humanitarian impact of the Biden-Harris administration. Hey, Grace. So we are on our last day of discussing the humanitarian implications of the Biden-Harris administration um, and what we can expect from their policies from a humanitarian perspective. And yesterday, we spoke about commitments to racial justice and healthcare, and we're getting to the last few topics we want to cover. Tell me, what do you expect from the Biden and Harris administration in terms of immigration? I think that in contrast with the way he's run his campaign, his policy proposals on immigration are actually some of his most nuanced and well-developed. So throughout his campaign, unlike President Trump, Biden has not made a big deal of immigration. And I think part of that is due to the COVID-19 pandemic kind of shutting down a lot of immigration processes that mm-hmm. we would normally find as, as pretty politically salient during, during presidential campaigns. Um, as we certainly saw during President Trump's campaign in 2016, immigration was such a large issue for him and for many conservatives that, that felt like their jobs were being threatened by, by immigrants or that inflows of immigrants were too large, bringing in potential criminals to the country. And right. we recognize this as pretty xenophobic and, and racist rhetoric, but I think that it's important to recognize that public opinion is no longer um, shifted in this direction. Hmm. Um, I have been reading some interesting polls lately. And so Gallup started asking in 2001, you know, what do you think about immigration? Is immigration good for the country? And not that surprisingly, in 2001, shortly after the 9-11 terrorist attacks, support for immigration was very low. Mm -hmm. But Gallup has found recently that 77% of Americans think immigration is good for the country, which is a record high for this measure. And similarly, almost 75% of Americans think that undocumented children who come to the US um, and who've been brought by their parents should receive permanent legal status. So we're seeing this like fundamental shift in American public opinion toward more support for for immigrants um, and support for these legal processes so that immigrants can obtain citizenship or at the very least permanent residency. Um, And I think that that's a recognition that immigrants add a lot to our economy. You know, they add different skills, they add um, just, they add their labor. That's something that we're poor of. We are a land rich and labor poor country. Um, And so I think that it's really exciting to see that that we've shifted away from the xenophobia that was kind of ushered in after 9-11 toward a more open policy and and view toward immigrants. And I think that the Biden-Harris campaign definitely um, kind of espouses that shift in in opinion over their uh, platform on immigration. Um, Specifically, some of the first priorities that Biden has in office include reversing parental separation policies at the US-Mexico border, um, reinstating the DACA program, which is the program that gives um, children brought into the U.S. without documentation, uh, legal citizenship, and also helps them become dreamers who are able to go to college in the U.S. Um, And also rescinding these travel and refugee bans that have 
um, that have been put in place through executive orders under the Trump administration over the past four years. Um, so I think that all of these are positive um, improvements in, in the way that we're addressing immigration at a national stage. Um, that being said, of course, Biden faces some deserved criticism over his role in President Obama's um, two terms in office as President Obama's administration was responsible for deporting more people than on any other presidential administration, even right. including Trump's. Um, and part of that was a crackdown upon immigrants who had committed crimes in the US, but also we recognize that this is something that reflects a more systemic issue where ICE has a lot of power. Um, and that's why we see things like family uh, separation at the border and why we see that all of these detention centers are, are at max capacity where they become centers of uh, the spread of the pandemic. And unfortunately, these are things that I don't anticipate going away very soon, um, but I'm hopeful that some of the policies that the Biden and Harris implement will, will help that, especially if they're implemented as executive orders and especially if they follow through on their promise to develop a path of citizenship for undocumented immigrants who've been living in the US. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that kind of covers um, most of, of Biden Harris's main policy platforms. But one other thing that I think is especially important to mention in, in 2020 during this uh, economic recession brought on by the pandemic and the closure of businesses all over the country and indeed mm -hmm. like all over the world is what kind of economic recovery plan do Biden and, Pro and Harris promise to enact once they're in office? Yeah. Yeah. I think that is really important for sure. So I would say that the Biden-Harris plan is, there's nothing, you know, super surprising. I think it's pretty similar to what you would expect from just what we've seen so far um, in terms of responding to the pandemic. It was definitely um, a major part of his campaign was this idea that we need to build back, you know, a more inclusive and equitable economy um, as we respond to the pandemic. And I think that it's true that the new administration, they really see responding to the pandemic as very much tied to economic recovery from um, the shutdowns and everything that that has meant. And so I think it's important to mention that, you know, even the transition website is buildbackbetter.com. And that is really the central idea of this economic recovery plan is building back a more inclusive economy. Um, and I think that's sort of an idea that we see even outside of politics. We say that, you know, in the B Corporation movement um, and the social enterprise movement is this idea of more inclusive economy and, you know, not business as usual. Um, and I think that is really important to pay attention to is how will this administration actually build back better and create a more inclusive economy as we, you know, really, for some people, really um, begin to start over. And I think that we really see that this economic recovery plan does dovetail um, with a lot of the other policies that this administration is pursuing. And so it does, um, you know, racial equity is a part of this plan and public health is a part of this plan. Um, I would say that the most unique part of it is building this public health jobs core, um, which will create jobs by enlisting people to help fight the pandemic, which is something that we really haven't heard about before. I would say the rest of the plan is sort of a continuation of the other bills that we've seen passed. So for example, this unemployment insurance, 
um, you know, a relief package for small businesses, similar to the PPP package that we saw earlier this year. And so really promising more stimulus packages to come. And, you know, maybe our hope would be that there would be um, some of those actions um, before, you know, January, but um, I don't think we can be super confident that that will happen sort of in this um, lame duck period. But I would say that these economic policies are pretty bold. You know, some of them I don't think are super realistic, such as the $15 per hour minimum wage um, in a potentially divided Congress. But I think there is a lot of opportunity for change and, um, you know, to really create a more inclusive and just economy if some of these policies are realized in the next four years. That's the end of today's Handful. Handful is a production of Novel Hand, where activism meets impact. Thank you.